Hey, I'm Ben Ramos, and I get the privilege of serving here as the senior pastor. We are a church all about the authentic power of God coupled with sound theology because God's given us his inerrant, infallible word, and in it, he calls us to be people who are filled by his Holy Spirit, people who are empowered by his Holy Spirit, and people who are led by his Holy Spirit. As a local congregation, God's called us to help people take steps in their relationship with Jesus, to see them rise from death to life and glory to glory. I just want to thank you guys so much for joining us today. I truly pray and I hope that this message would be an encouragement to you and your life, that it would help you to recognize that the mission field is all around you and that it would help you to take steps in your relationship with Jesus. Be blessed. So I did a little looking up on communion. I thought, so what's the deal? I've been a Christian for a long time and it says in 1 Corinthians 11 and other places that we're to examine ourselves, take stock of where we are with the Lord and what's been going on in our lives and examine ourselves. But I thought the word interesting communion, it means to, you know, to commune. In other words, it comes from the Greek word koinonia, which been in the body of Christ a while, you know, that's fellowship. So it really means to have a, a fellowship, a relationship with the living God. I was thinking that uh, I'm a one-liner guy. The itch in your spirit can't be scratched in your soul. We got a spirit, and we try and we try and fulfill life with the soulish things. But God put a spirit in us, and in our spirit, it's only God can fill that gap. And the reason why most of us are here, and if you didn't get drug in here, but most of us are here because there's something missing in our lives, and God feels that need. God's there because we know that he's eternal, we're not. And so to commune means to, it, it also means to partner, to be a partner with God. And I like that. And another thing it says here, found it on the internet, a sac- it's a sacred covenant or bond, a sacred covenant or bond between God and a believer. And it's, it's mutually beneficial. So what God gets out of it, he gets glory and honor when we do communion or when we commune with God. He gets glory and honor. And you know what we get? We get dominion and power. Glory and honor, and we get dominion and power. So it's a twofold thing. And so we get to experience him through remembrance and in reflection of the covenant relationship. So it's a covenant relationship. Okay, I got to keep reading my notes. So another thing about it, what's interesting is in relationship and in communion with the living God, we get peace. And there's a connection between peace and relationship. The Old Testament word for peace is shalom. You've heard that many times, shalom. And that means, let's see what that means here. Okay. It means well-being. Peace is well-being. It's the absence of conflict. And it means a little deeper into that that meaning as well, it means nothing missing, nothing hidden. Nothing missing, nothing hidden, nothing broken. And the New Testament word is arene. Peace is not an environment. It's what's in us. It's what's in us. Because there's chaos all around us, but we can have peace 
like it says in Philippians, the peace of God will pass all understanding if you put him first. And another, another definition of that word arena means to join together into a whole, a wholeness. When all parts are joined together, peace. So when all parts, peace means wholeness. It means you're whole. It means you're in your relationship with the living God and that's where you get peace. So I always wanted to declare something over here and then I'll hand the wife to my, the mic to my wife. You can't do you got to hold it like this, okay? So I want to just declare something over you right now and over me. I speak the God of peace. I speak the God of peace over your relationships. That whatever you've been going through, broken, whatever has been broken or twisted or messed up or fractured, I speak peace over all those things in the name of Jesus. That he would make them right. May the peace of God come to you today in Jesus' name. You know, and as we prepare our hearts to take communion, we need to focus on two things. Our relationship between us and God. Our relationship between us and God. And our relationship between us and those around us. Just take a moment as you, as we come into this time of um, taking what Jesus did for us and making it right with him. And we look at this as we are being approached by a God who loved us so much that as we take these elements, he laid down his life for us. So it's not as though you're coming to a God who's standing up there looking for you to sin or looking for you to make a mistake. He's up there with his arms open wide. And we say thank you for Jesus that he did this. Um, so as we prepare our hearts, let's take our communion and get it prepared. I don't know about you, but these are child-proof, and I feel like sometimes I'm a child when we take communion. I got into the blood, but I couldn't get into the body. <laughs> but let's just take a moment as we're taken and remembering the body of Christ and what he did for us. If there's something broken between you and your relationship with the Lord, let him minister to you. Let him come down and provide that peace, that shalom, that rene. Heal those broken areas. And as we take it, 
If there's something broken between you and someone else, allow God to come down and minister to that and bring healing and wholeness. So let's partake of the cup and of the wafer. Lord, we thank you, God, that you came to give, it, give us life. season of remembering God sending his only son Lord I want to speak over this body right now and those who are watching on the internet that the peace of God penetrate your life and that God brings to your remembrance the joy that he had in his heart as he went to the cross because he knew he was going to set us free. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know if, uh, as we decided upon doing this song, um, in the season of our church, if we recognized the, the, the weight of this song, that it wasn't just a musical tune, but it was a declaration over lives, that it was a declaration over our area. And um, I think... We'll need to uh, personalize this a little more and come back to this in, in just a minute. But I feel like um, I want to I want to press in here a little bit. You can stand, sit, do whatever you want. Um, let me read this. It's Ephesians chapter six, verse ten. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, and against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly place. I don't know if you can hear my daughter up here, but she's growling and that means amen. So I, I, don't, know, I don't know about you. But. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and principalities. As we're singing this song and declaring God is over it, God is reigning over it. Um, I think this is something that we've, we've got to recognize and the Lord just keeps reminding me that he who is in you let's say it again he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world so that means that we must recognize that many of the battles going on in our life many of the struggles going on in our life many of these strongholds and things that keep us chained up and we keep going back to many of the things, these issues in our lives are tied to the spirits of this world. And here's the good news of the gospel is that he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So as Dave was talking about, you have dominion 
We're talking about the God who sits on the throne, who reigns over all things. And so we can come against, all we have to do is say in the name of Jesus. And so I just wanna, I wanna take that stance. I wanna take that stance right here and right now. And let's just declare it in the name of Jesus that these, uh, that these strongholds would be bound, that, the, that these enemies would be bound, that the enemy would be dethroned in lives, that, um, that there would be this victory in, in our lives. So, Father, we just speak that today. We declare it, Lord. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We are sons and daughters of the Almighty God. We are sons and daughters of the God who knows no boundaries. We are sons and daughters of the God who knows no impossibilities. We are sons and daughters of the God who is present with us. You are Emmanuel, God with us. You're here right now. You're moving. I want to take a few minutes um, just to talk about some of the things that God has been doing here around us. And um, I know at least one person has a testimony to share. Nick, if you would go ahead and come. And here's, here's what we're doing, okay? We are recognizing what God is doing around us and we're speaking it out. And for some of us, that's gonna be like an ignition switch. We're like, whoa, God, God's doing that. God can still do that. He's doing that right here, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And that's going to stir up this faith within us saying, okay, why not me? Why not here? Why not now? Nick, go on. All right. Why not me? Oh, and why not here? Why not now? If any time, why not now? Why not today? You know, for those that maybe you did know, maybe you did, um, there was a healing and deliverance conference this weekend here at this church. And how many of you came to that? Yeah? Nice. Amen to that. Um, how many experienced healing of some kind and or deliverance? <laughs> amen. See, that's amen worthy. That's amen worthy. Sometimes we overlook some of those things. We're like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you know, I don't know what I think or believe about that. Listen, we didn't all huddle up and be like, how can we deceive the congregation? We didn't. I know normally I'm funny, but I, I'm being serious. Like, there's no agenda. God is showing up. And how come he can't do that today in this place? First of all, I want to read a scripture to you. I'm just going to take a few minutes. I want to read a scripture to you. And it came to me today, and it's, I don't hate to say popular, but it is. 
the church circles. It's popular. It's, it's one we hear and we, you know, it's the evangelistic scriptures. And I feel like everything about today has kind of had this evangelistic approach. And though God has been conditioning me in a season uh, to get licensed as a pastor, the evangelist in me just won't go away. And, and I just, I'm not going to let it go away uh, because God's too good. And now's, is, now's a perfect time to see him show up in people's lives. And uh, the, the scripture I want to read, it comes out of Matthew 11, verse 28. And it says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. All. All of you. I don't care what you look like. I don't care about your background and neither does God. He said, all of you, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He said, you will find rest, not you might and not I'll try Jesus this weekend. You will find rest for your souls. I just want to tell you, um, I came to this conference and I wasn't sure what to expect. I've had a wild week, a wild week. I preach a message on Sunday about how God is still God. And we can't forget that God is still God. And I talked about Job experiences and how when hell is breaking loose in your life and around you, you can still remember that God is still God and that he will show up and show out in a time of need. And then Monday, I go through that and I get a chance to experience that Job experience and I get a chance to practice what I preached. And, and I was talking to my son about it. He's nine and he's playing a game and, and I'm talking to him about it. And he's on his you know, iPad or whatever and, and I'm telling him this stuff and I'm going through because he was my wise counsel in that moment, a nine-year-old out of the mouth of babes. This is what he says. I tell him all this stuff and he says, well, dad, is God still God? I said, yeah, he is. He said, well, all right then. And he went back to playing his game. He's still God. So this weekend we have this conference and we come and it was amazing. We saw healings and we saw deliverance. And if that, you know, is something you're like, I don't know. There's people in this room with no agenda that will tell you that God showed up this weekend and he delivered some people. We saw things that some people in here may have never experienced. And I would encourage you, change can be uncomfortable and it's all right because if you want real change, it's gonna be awkward sometimes and it's gonna be uncomfortable sometimes because we, we go to what we know even when that's hurting us, but it's what we know. But change is something you don't know and you don't have control over. So we, we have this conference and we have people coming in and. And, and they're getting prayer in there. And, and, you know, he's teaching on a foundation of the necessity and the reality of healing for today, for deliverance for today from things that oppress you, right? Things that just kind of mess with you all the way down to the demons inside of people that will come out of people when, when the spirit of God invades their life. And he's teaching on it. And then in, in good old you know, Christian nature, how it should be because the gospel show and tell. He teaches on it and then it happens. God shows up 
and people are getting free and delivered in Jesus name. I mean, people, some people are shaking a little bit. This may make you uncomfortable. Let's talk about it after, but I'm, I'm not going to stop telling you people were shaking. Some people were like choking and kind of gagging and, and, and all kinds of crazy stuff. And then they got free. They felt lighter. They, they felt different and they came back. And, and then there was some other people, uh, and there was one lady that she, she came off the street at the end of it all. And I didn't catch everything that occurred, but I did catch when they started praying for this woman. And what I gathered was she just kind of stumbled up in here off the street with her, I think her husband. And she came and she got prayer. And, and it was what we should be doing as Christians. She came as she was. There wasn't a suit and tie. There, there wasn't a worry about how she looked and how she smelled or how, didn't matter. She came as she was because she was weighed down and, and burdened by life. And she came in and they started praying for her and praying for her. And this woman literally puked in a garbage can. She literally puked in a garbage can because sometimes what is in you needs to come out of you in the name of Jesus. And she started puking and puking and she found freedom. She found freedom in a church. That is what God intended for the church. A place where you can come broken and get whole. There's patients and there's nurses. You know what I'm saying? You come and you get whole, you get healed in Jesus' name. And so we saw people come up here with back issues, with our own eyes. Come up here with back issues and sciatic issues and watched their legs grow out. Watched it. So you're like, I don't know. No, you know now. We watched it because God, his love knows no bounds. He'll get you where you're at and, and help you get to where you need to go. So stop evaluating yourself as to whether or not you're worthy to come into a church. If they won't receive you, we will. You come up in here and get freedom in Jesus' name. And so I just wanted to tell you that today and I wanted to encourage you. And, and before I go, one more, one more quick story. That's just the evangelist thing. They just always got stories. I'm closing like three times, right? So... Oh, real quick though, um, it just reminded me, this weekend reminded me that A, there's people in here that didn't come that need deliverance and healing in Jesus' name. Absolutely. No nonsense, no games, no gimmicks, none of that. No. The spirit of the living God wants to invade your life and shift and change the course of it from now on. He'll give you rest for your souls that can't be easily taken and shaken and removed just because your situations shake and change and move. God will give you freedom that you can't explain until you experience it. That's really it. I could put all the words I want on it, but you got to experience it. So when I first got saved, I was little blaze. I'm so thankful I was, I was found radically. Like, I'm so thankful. I, I, you know, I got people that know me that come and, and they see me and they're like, bro, you were, you're not even the same person, not for the bad, for the good. It's insane, um, but I'm in Christ. And so I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I go, we're on this, we're on this, uh, this prayer walk, right? Where, where all these churches are going in, into a park and they're all coming together and worship. It was a few years back. And uh, um, I was on the prayer team with them, like the people that will go out and just find people and just ask, can I pray for you? And, uh, and, and so two days before that, I was sitting in downstairs in my basement. My wife was getting ready for something and I'm just sitting there and, and I'm praying. I'm like, God, I want some crazy stuff to happen. 
What you did for me, I want to see that happen to this whole place. I I just want to shake people's understandings because I had none. And now I do. And I'm like, I want everybody to have this. And, And so two days before, I'm like, God, do something wild. And just like God, all of a sudden I see this vision and, and my eyes were open, but I could see it as if they were closed, like I was having a dream. It's the only way I can explain it. And, and in the vision, I saw, this, I saw this, this girl and she was wearing like all black, like a black dress, a black summer hat. And she was walking with these metal crutches. And, and like when I saw her, she was like in mid-step and she had a black boot on. And uh, I saw that and it was so real to me that I wrote it down. I just write it down. If God tells you something, write it down because you're going to have to visit it later to be reminded of his goodness. Write it down. Um, and, and so I see that and I run upstairs and, you know, my wife has seen all my wild antics in Jesus name. So I go up there and I'm all excited. And, and she's like, that's awesome, honey. Doing her makeup. I'm like, girl, you need to pay attention. You look good, but you need to pay attention. And, and so I'm telling her and, and I'm telling her everything I told you. And she's like, that's awesome. So I wrote it down and I held on to that and we get there and, and we see some crazy stuff like we do just where God goes wild can happen. And, and, um, seeing people get healed, their knees getting fixed and, and all these different things. And it was a great time of worship. What I didn't see was that girl. That felt so real to me. And, and, and for a little moment, it discouraged me just a little bit. And we were packing up and, and we, we were getting the, like the little prayer area packed up and, and we were doing our thing. And I just happened to look up and I looked over and across the park, I see the girl the same way I saw her in my vision. The same way, just in mid-step with the hat and the dress and everything. I said, my God. And I took off running like you ain't never seen. And everybody's like, where's he going? And my wife looks up, she sees me, she looks farther and sees the girl, says, that vision is coming to pass. That's where he's going. He's going to pray for her. And I run up on her and, and I freaked her out. You got to learn when you're growing in Christ. You got to learn. Some people is too much. I ran up on her like I was going to rob her. And I said, hey, I saw you in my dream. She said, what? <laughs> I said, no, no, no. Let me backtrack. I'm a Christian. Uh, and we're over there doing church in the park. And I had this vision two days ago. I ran her through everything I told you. And I showed her the paper. She's like, What? I said, I want to pray for your leg. God's going to heal your leg. And she said, oh, my dad's a pastor. That's great. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's great. Your dad's a pastor. I still want to pray for your leg, and I'm not. And, and they were having baptisms and church over there. It was a Hispanic church, and they were having their own thing. And they were doing it in the river. I was like, woo, get it. <laughs> Give me a pool. But, <laughs> uh and, and she was over there, and, and so I'm like, that's cool, but let me pray for you. God showed me this, and he didn't show me for nothing. He revealed what he wanted to do today, right now. And she's like, cool. Lucky for me, there was people over there that knew her and knew me. So I had that credibility. Not that I needed it, but it did make it a little easier and her a little more receptive, right? And so I get down there, and I pray for her, and and... You know, I ask first because you don't want to just lay hands on people. Some people aren't cool with that. So make sure you ask. Um, And she was cool with it. So I knelt down. I put my hands on that cast and 
I said, in the name of Jesus, I command this broken bone to be healed and whole right now in Jesus' name. All the pain, I command you to come out in Jesus' name. See, I took authority because it was given to me when I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I said, every bit be healed. And she said, my whole leg is cold. It's like frozen. That's weird. I said, that's God. Man, and weird, I guess, but that's God. And she she went about her business. I didn't hear nothing for like four or five months. And because and I didn't really like know her directly. And I was just in a place where it's like, I'm just praying for everybody. I wasn't following up necessarily. And anyway, we get to this back to school night. And, and there we're praying over the kids. And there's a whole different church. And we're praying over the kids. And, and we're blessing them for going back to school. We're giving them, um, you know, supplies and stuff. And at the end of it, after it was all said and done, that girl was there. And I didn't notice that. And there wasn't a ton of people in that church. Well, when I was leaving, well, we were all leaving, but like, I'm just, when I was leaving, her dad stands up and starts saying a bunch of stuff in Spanish. And the dude's like, hey, he wants you to tell that testimony about praying for his daughter. I didn't even know I was your daughter, but let's do it. So I went through and I told everybody what I told you. Well, come to find out, here's what's crazy, is she routinely went to the hospital to to get the x-ray she had broken her leg in a way that it was so broke they were just trying to they were trying something to kind of hold it together to see if it would even try to mend so they didn't have to do surgery on her she's young you know she's healthy and and so it was broke like it was like layered over and they had tried to like you know push it back i don't know she explained it way better than i did but it was really broke that's what i know and and when she went to the doctors in the two week, just normal follow-up, they did the x-ray and they put them both up next to each other. And, and it looked like it had never broke. Her leg was so healed. Yeah. Amen to that. That yes. Amen to that. Amen to that. And God, it's all God. It's all God. She was healed. And, and that was a moment of time. I realized for real that God can do that in anybody's life. He's not worried about all the other stuff. Start with the heart and everything will follow from there. So, so if you were unsure or if you've been whatever, you know, just wherever you're at, know that God sees you. Know that God wants to heal you. And, and I just feel like, you know, I feel like some people, um, I want to pray for some people. Maybe we'll do it when we're done, but I want to pray for some people. I, I just feel like there's like a left neck issue on someone. I feel like there's a rotator cuff issue on someone. And I feel like somebody's jaw has been hurting them lately. Now it's a weird thing, but I feel like someone's jaw has been messing with them. And so, huh? Yeah. So if that's you, like, I want to pray for you. If, if, if you have a neck issue, like, like something, I, I feel like it's the left side, but I don't care which side it is. God still wants to heal it. And, and, and a rotator cuff, something, maybe it's not your rotator cuff. Maybe it's your, your shoulder. Just, you have this issue, this pain. And then someone else with your jaw, I can't even explain it. I feel like it gives you headaches a little bit. But if that's you, I, I want to pray for you right now. Put your hand up. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. What's what? Who has what? What's yours? Your jaw. <laughs> Shoulder. Shoulder? <laughs> Neck. 
<laughs> yeah? Where? Who else? What do you got, buddy? Your whole left side. So what I want to do is I want to have some people that are willing to go lay some hands on these people. If you're okay with that, it doesn't have to be nothing crazy. Just put some hands on people. Get some, some, some people that are willing to pray. Even if you don't say anything, just stand in agreement. That's all you need to do. Stand in agreement. Somebody come over here, please. Get your hands on this gentleman right here, if you would, please. We got the nurse up here laying hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to pray out loud, and you're more than welcome to pray too. You're more than welcome to pray what God gives you for them. So, Lord, right now, I thank you for this time that you have orchestrated for today, Lord. I thank you for this time right now, God. I thank you for each and every person here, Lord, that you revealed the issues that are going on in their life, Lord, so that they can experience healing and the people around them can see you moving in and through their lives in Jesus' name. So right now, Lord, I thank you that neck issues right now would be completely healed in Jesus' name. I speak to the neck and I say, be healed. I say, be free. I speak to that pain and I command that pain to leave the neck in the name of Jesus. I thank you that it would be loosed right now in Jesus' name. Full mobility and no pain. Anything that's, uh, that, that's degenerated, I thank you that, that it would be restored and made whole in the name of Jesus. I thank you right now for the jaw issues right now that are going on, Lord. That pain, Lord, whatever that throbbing pain is, you know what it comes from. And right now I speak to the jaw and I say, be healed in the name of Jesus. I say, pain, you gotta go. You have no place here in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, that you are infiltrating their bodies right now and setting them free in the name of Jesus. I thank you that shoulder issues right now would be completely healed in Jesus' name. Full mobility right now. Full mobility right now. That, that tenderness that you've been feeling right now, that pulling and not being able to have full use of your shoulder, I say be healed in the name of Jesus. Every bit of damage, become new in Jesus' name. Become new in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that you're having your way with your people right now. I thank you for pain-free bodies in the name of Jesus. I thank you for those also who, who may not have raised their hand, Lord. I thank you that you would work in their bodies right now too in the name of Jesus, Lord. I thank you anxiety would stop right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. I thank you that that, that worry would, would stop in the name of Jesus right now, God. The peace that surpasses understanding, let that invade this house right now in the name of Jesus. The people that raise their hand on social media, on Facebook right now, you be healed in the name of Jesus. I thank you that every bit of infirmity come out of your body and that you'd be free in the name of Jesus right now. We just declare that healing and wholeness in this place right now. We thank you for freedom right now. I thank you that people that feel pain right now in their hearts be free in Jesus' name. Right now in Jesus' name. Right now, if I didn't call out what's going on with you, don't think God doesn't see you. God sees you right where you're at, and I want to pray for you too. All I need you to do is just agree that God's going to do what only God can do while I pray for you. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for those people that have that issue, that, that wasn't called out. God, you know what it is, and you can touch them right now where they're at. I thank you right now 
that the bonds of addiction would be broke off in the name of Jesus. I thank you right now that nightmares would leave people in Jesus' name. I thank you right now that, that that worthless feeling you may have would be gone in the name of Jesus. I thank you that uncertainty would leave and certainty in God would replace it right now in Jesus' name. I thank you right now that hope would increase in this place right now in Jesus' name. I thank you that doubt would leave right now in Jesus' name. I thank you that the seeds that have been planted here today among your people would take root right now in Jesus' name. I thank you right now that people forgive themselves of their past right now in Jesus' name. They'd forgive themselves right now in Jesus' name because you did it on the cross. I thank you for renewed minds and renewed hearts in this place in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. If you're, if you're praying and you're still going, just keep going. Ignore me. Do your thing. I want to um, call attention this, this verse in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1. Verse, thanks, bro. Verse 3 said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions. Why? So that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which ourselves we were comforted by God. This recognition that the way things work within the kingdom of God is that he's going to minister to us so that he can minister through us. And so this story that Nick was saying, that he was telling, was uh, it, it, it's not just something for Nick. It's not because he's just some special guy. That is something for all of us because we have the spirit of God dwelling in us. And as we would live a yielded life to Jesus, moment to moment saying, God, what are you doing? We can have the power of God come upon us and we can minister in whatever needs to take place there in that moment. So we're reconciled to Jesus to be reconcilers to the world around us. We are healed by Jesus to continue to walk in the healing power of Jesus. We've seen transformation in our lives so that we can help others to walk in transformation in their lives. We've got to rec recognize this and finally, as we uh, come to a close, I want to call us to one more final verse, and that's Isaiah 9, 6. Uh, I came into this morning entitling our time, Tiptoeing into Advent. And here's, here's our tiptoeing. It says, for to us, a child is born to us, a son is given. This promise that was made, this prophecy that was made, about our Messiah, our Savior who was to come. It says the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In the next several weeks, we'll be talking about these aspects, but I just want to take a moment and recognize this, that he is our Mighty God and our Everlasting Father. Here's what that means to me in this moment, that God is able God is able to do it. God is able to do this. And here's the really cool part, that he's willing to walk with us through it. 
he's willing to walk with us through it as a loving father would. He's willing to look at us in our own brokenness and, and, and help us walk through and minister to others. He wants to do that through you and I. Hey, thanks again for joining us. If you have been blessed by Rise Church, be sure to follow us and share it on your social media. You can subscribe to a podcast. And if you haven't had a chance to give yet, you can do so at risechurchid.org or send a text message with a cash amount to the number 84321. And remember that the mission field is all around you. So go in the power of Jesus and bring that transformation for his glory.